Well, hello, everyone. I'd like to start today by letting you guys in on a little secret about something that I do that is kind of weird. And I want to know if you guys do the same thing. So I am not usually a very patient driver. Uh, I currently live down a one-way one lane road, and uh, if I'm ever on that road and I get stuck behind like a school bus or a semi truck, uh, it's it like I have to slow myself down, take some really deep breaths, and just ask God to give me more patience. Because even if I'm not like in a big hurry, a big rush to get somewhere, I just don't like it being out of my own control and like have to be slowed down because I'm behind a slow vehicle, right? However, even though that's true, there are also particular roads that I like to drive down. And even if those roads are gonna add like a few minutes to my drive, I still like driving down those roads because that's just what I prefer. So do any of you guys have particular roads that you like to drive down, even if it might add a little bit of time to your drive? All right, well, I feel better that I'm not alone in that. <laughs> so I used to live in Washington State and I lived with a family who had a house that you could get to if you just take the exit off the freeway and take one turn and drive down this long highway. But I always felt like that was so boring. So I actually found a different route to take. There were like a bunch of small little back roads and I had to take like 10, 15 turns, but that drive was just so much more enjoyable for me because I wasn't bored just sitting on one road, taking one turn. And so even though it added like a couple minutes of time to my drive, I loved it so much more and I didn't dread taking that drive to and from work every day. So I was reminded of this kind of weird thing about me as I was reading in the 260 reading plan for this week. Starting in Matthew 5, we see that Jesus began teaching a huge crowd of people in what is famously called the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 4 tells us that Jesus began his ministry in a region called Galilee. And wherever he went, he was teaching people and people would bring the sick to him and he would heal them. The Bible tells us actually that Jesus healed every single sick person that was brought to him in that time. And so because of this, more and more people began to hear stories about Jesus and they began to travel from even far away to come and see him, to see Jesus, this guy who was healing all the sick people. So one day, Matthew 5 tells us that a large crowd started to gather. So Jesus went up on a mountainside, he sat down and he began teaching the people. This teaching is called the Sermon on the Mount and it spans three whole chapters in the book of Matthew. And Jesus taught on all sorts of different topics during this teaching. He was teaching them about how they should live their lives, how they should treat others and even love their enemies, how they should be generous and steward their money and resources, how they should pray and how they should fast. And he even taught them about things that they needed to be aware of and things that they needed to watch out for. And what Jesus was teaching that huge crowd of people thousands of years ago is still applicable for us today. 
If I stood up here today and just read Jesus' sermon to you, I am positive that it would be better than anything that I could come up with on my own. As a preacher, you can't really teach better than Jesus. (laughs) But my hope is that this past week, you guys already read Jesus' sermon because it was part of our 260 reading plan. So you guys all read it, right? Hopefully you did, but if not, it's all right. You can always go back and read it. That's the amazing thing about the Bible is that it's always there. You just have to open it up and take a look. So if you haven't already, I would encourage you to pick up your Bible and read the whole Sermon on the Mount and ask God to reveal to you what he would want to teach you from that because I am certain that God has something for you even today from that teaching from thousands of years ago. And today I want to share with you about one short portion of Jesus' teaching that really stood out to me. The theme of this portion of Jesus' teaching is something that's echoed throughout scripture in different ways, but I love how Jesus taught because he often spoke using parables and stories and even metaphors to help his listeners understand. And that's what he was doing in Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. At this point of his teaching, it was nearing the end of what is recorded for us of his Sermon on the Mount. And he starts using this metaphor of two different roads. And this is what he said. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. Here, Jesus is using a metaphor of two different gates and two different roads. One is a wide gate with a broad road and the other is a narrow gate with a difficult road. One road is popular and the other is not. And ultimately, it is the difficult road that leads to heaven and life and the popular highway that leads to hell and death. So today, we're going to take a look at how it is our choice which road we are going to take. Just like in my story when I was driving home from work and I had to choose which route I was gonna take, the same is the, it's the same for you today. You get to decide if you're going to take the narrow road, the difficult road, or the wide, broad road. And it's a very important decision because depending on which road you take, the destination will be very different. It's your choice, but your choice will have consequences. Those of you who have kids and have ever tried to teach your kids about how there are consequences to their actions, you'll understand this really well. For example, I have a one-year-old son and I try to teach him that there's consequences when he acts certain ways. And so, for example... He really thinks it's hilarious when he's in his stroller and he's drinking this bottle. He thinks it's so funny to throw his bottle out of the stroller. But I'm trying to teach him that there's a consequence to that. The consequence is, is that you might think it's funny for a minute, but once you throw the bottle away, 
you're not going to have the bottle anymore, right? We all understand this, but sometimes we forget about it in the moment when we're making decisions for ourselves. But eventually what we see is that even the small decisions that we make every day when we're deciding if we are going to live a godly life or not, all those small decisions end up adding up. And after a while, we find ourselves a long way down one of the two roads, either the road that is leaving us, leading us to heaven or to hell. So before we start, I wanna stop here for just a moment because I know that this is not an easy topic for everyone. We like hearing and thinking about going to heaven, but we don't really like thinking about hell. But let's just remember that it was Jesus who started teaching about this topic. He thought it was important to bring this topic up to a whole multitude of people who were gathered listening to him on the mountainside. And if Jesus thinks it's important to talk about, I think that we should talk about it too. One thing that I love about how Jesus taught is that he didn't try to trick people into thinking that living a godly life was going to be easy. He was just honest with them. And using this metaphor, he told them that it would be a difficult road to walk. He was just telling the truth because he knew that there would be other people in life that would try to trick them and confuse them. So he just spoke truth. And it's interesting that the very next thing that Jesus tells them after he tells them this metaphor of the two roads is that they should beware of false prophets. He told them to beware of people who were teaching lies because even back in Jesus' time, there were people who would try to trick people into believing things that were not true. And unfortunately, we see the same thing take place today even in some churches. There are some who will tell people who are living ungodly lives that what they're doing is okay because they don't want to offend them or make them uncomfortable or scare them off. But Jesus tells us that that kind of teaching is false teaching because Jesus explains that there are are certain actions that we take, certain decisions that we make that will end up leading us down a pathway toward hell. But another thing that I love about Jesus' teaching is just like he doesn't try to trick people into thinking that living a godly life is always gonna be easy, at the same time, he doesn't try to freak people out or scare them straight. In his teaching, he just states the facts. He says, there are two roads. One leads here, the other leads there. It's your decision which one you want to walk. Jesus was gentle, but he told the truth. He didn't skirt around the truth because it might be hard for people to hear or make someone uncomfortable. He spoke with love and kindness, but he told the truth. So over the next few moments, I want to break down a few things for us. And I'll endeavor to do that gently and with love and with kindness, just as Jesus did. But we're also gonna look at some of the facts that Jesus himself taught us. And ultimately, the big picture I want us to look at today 
is that everybody has a choice which road they're gonna walk down and the attitude they're gonna have about their journey. So as we look at these two roads, these two options that each of us have to choose from, I believe that most people fit into one of four different categories. First is the category of people who are actively walking down the highway to hell. They are making that choice to walk down that highway because that is what they wanna do. Second is a category of people who are walking down the highway to hell, but they, like, they see the off-ramp, but they're just not ready to take it yet. They know that they're not living a godly life and they're thinking about making some changes, but they're not ready to make that commitment yet. Third is the category of people who are actively choosing to walk the narrow, difficult road of living a godly life. And they do so faithfully. They wake up every day and make the difficult choices to take the difficult steps to live a godly life. And fourth is the category of people who are walking down the narrow road, but they are feeling beat up by the difficult path. They're trying to do the things that God has called them to do, but they feel like the difficulty of the road might be more than they can handle. So I'm gonna take a few minutes to look at each of these four categories of people because even as I was briefly describing them, I bet that you know which category you fall into today. Each of these categories of people believe certain things and act certain ways. So we'll talk about how no matter which category you're in, you can make choices and decisions that will point you toward Jesus. So as we begin to talk about these groups of people, let's just remember a few things first. Number one, God loves you more than you could ever imagine, no matter which category you find yourself in. And If you have ever heard a Bible verse before, you have probably heard John 3, 16. This is what it says. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God loves us so much that he sent Jesus so that we could live forever in relationship with him. But then listen to what the next verse says. It says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus came so that we could be saved. God loves us so much that he doesn't want us to continue down the highway to hell. And the second thing I want us to remember is that all of this means that there is hope for each of us, no matter which category we might find ourselves in. There's another verse in 2 Peter that says, God is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God is patient so that you might understand what you're doing that is wrong and you might repent and turn to him 
so that you will not end up walking down that highway to hell, but that you will turn and decide to walk down that narrow road that's going to lead you to him. And as we're thinking about these categories of, the, of people that you might fall into, you might be thinking that I'm forgetting about a category. For example, the category of people who don't even know that there are two roads to choose from. And that is true. There are people in other parts of the world who have never heard of Jesus. So they won't know that there's a decision that they make that's gonna lead them to Jesus or not because they've never even heard of him. There are even people in the United States who follow other religions and they don't understand the metaphor of these two roads the way that we do. They don't even understand that there's a choice that they have to make. And that's why God sent us, those who are believers, those who do follow after him, so that we could go and share with other people about who Jesus is and that there is a choice that we all have to make. That's why it's also important that we join in the activities and the events and things that the GO team puts on because we wanna go into the world with the love and with the power of Jesus to share Jesus with others because it's not just the people inside the church that need to hear about Jesus, it's the people outside. So we need to go because that category of people who don't know him is real category. So we must be the ones to go. But for the point of what we're talking about today, I want us to take a look at these four categories because these four categories are people who are specifically making a choice which road they're gonna walk down. They're choosing either to walk toward God or away from him. So let's talk about the first category. These people are just marching down the highway to hell. You might wonder why anyone would choose that road if they know what the destination is. If you know where you're going to end up, why would you decide to walk down that highway? So let's take a look at why people might choose this way. The description that Jesus gave of the road is that it is the easy path to take. You don't have to give up anything. You can do whatever you want. So the only decisions that you have to make in life, are you, if you're gonna walk down that road, the only decision you have to make is if it's something that you desire to do. All you have to do is follow your own desires. You don't have to give anything up. Jesus also says that many people choose to walk that way. So it's the popular choice. Some of you might know people at work or at school who walk down that highway. And so it's just, easier to go with the flow sometimes. These are the kinds of people in this category who say things like, I'm headed to hell because that's where my friends are gonna be. <laughs> Some people feel this way for a lot of reasons. Maybe they were hurt by the church in the past, or maybe they just don't understand the reality of what hell is going to be like. I saw someone post on social media recently and they were posting something about hell. And someone actually commented on that post and said, you know what, there's probably a lot of people who have been 
uh, sent to hell who are like really smart people. And so they've probably already figured out how to install air conditioning in hell. So how could it really be that bad? And we can kind of chuckle about that sort of thing, but my heart breaks for people who actually believe those kinds of lies. The Bible tells us that hell is a place like a fiery furnace, a place where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's not going to be enjoyable because of who's there or who's not there. There's going to be nothing enjoyable about hell ever. So don't be fooled into thinking that it's not going to be that bad. Some people actually believe that. So they aren't concerned about the way that they live their lives because they think that hell won't be too terrible. But do not be one of those people that believes those lies. The people in this category are taking the broad and easy road because they know that it might make their lives on earth a little bit more easy and that they won't have to sacrifice anything. But in the end, they're actually sacrificing their entire eternity. So then there's a second group of people. And this group of people are walking down the road that leads to hell, but they aren't as unconcerned as the people in the first category. It's like they know that they could get off this road, if they wanted to, but it would require a lot of effort on their part. It would require a lot of work. And so they just stay on the road that they're on. Many of these people might be those who are stuck in addictions or are just caught up in making the wrong choices. But this is not the same as the people who are trying to walk the narrow path, but make mistakes sometimes. Because we all make mistakes. But this category of people is different because they are choosing to walk away from God instead of walking towards him. And it can be difficult to make that turn to walk toward Jesus when you've been walking the other direction for so long. And so even though the people in this category might know the right thing that they're supposed to do, they choose to do what is wrong instead. And there is a scripture in James that talks about this. And it says, remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. If we know what is right, but we decide to do what is wrong, that is a sin. That's choosing to take the broad, easy road instead of taking the narrow, difficult road and doing what we know is right, even if it might be hard. And as we're thinking about these groups of people and why some people might choose to do the wrong thing and to walk down the wide, easy road, it's important for us to remember that each of us has the choice to make. And we don't know why anyone makes the choices that they do. And it's not up to us to judge anyone for the choices that we make. We don't know 
the deep pain that people might be feeling or the events that have happened in their past that have really, really hurt them or caused them to walk down that road and make the choices that they're making. So it's not up to us to judge other people. It is up to us to love people right where they're at and to try to teach them the truth gently and with love like Jesus did. But it is God who will be the judge. It is not us. And each of us knows how merciful God has been with us when we have made mistakes. And so we should be willing to have the same mercy with others. Now that leads us to our third category of people who faithfully make the choices to walk down that narrow, difficult road. These people put into practice the lessons that they learned from Jesus. They know that walking in the narrow gate and walking down that difficult road will require sacrifices. They won't be able to do whatever they wanna do. They won't be able to give in to all of their desires. And sometimes they know that it might even mean that they will be persecuted for their faith. But for them, it's all worth it because they know what their reward will be. At the beginning of Jesus' sermon on the Mount, he talks about this. And he says, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. Your reward awaits you in heaven if you choose to walk down that narrow, difficult road. Recently in the Live Up Youth Group, my husband, Jesse, and I were talking to the youth about why we make the decision to walk the narrow road or why some people make the decision to walk the broad, easy road. And we had a discussion about how important it is for us to know the reason behind why we as believers choose to walk the narrow, difficult road. Because if we don't know the reason, we are always going to choose to do the easier thing instead of the more difficult thing. Just think about it. Why would we ever choose to do something that is difficult if we could do what is easy instead? The only reason we ever choose to do the difficult thing is because we know there is reward. For example, why would you choose to take a hike up a huge mountain if you know that you could just sit at home in your pajamas instead, right? You take that hike maybe because you want the reward of physically exercising your body and benefiting your health, or maybe you just care about the reward of getting to the top of that mountain and seeing the view from the mountaintop, right? You do the difficult thing because you know that there is a reward in the end. Behind every choice to do something difficult is a reward. And as Christians, when we choose to walk the difficult road of living a godly life, we know that our ultimate reward is that we get to spend an eternity with Jesus in heaven. 
But that is not our only reward. There is a whole list of rewards that Jesus lists out for us at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount that we will receive if we decide to walk the difficult road. The list is called the Beatitudes. Maybe some of you have heard about it. (laughs) This is what the Beatitudes say. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, because, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. And God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. If we could take a look at that, those verses, you may notice that many of these blessings are not just rewards that we'll get when we're in heaven someday. Many of those blessings that Jesus was talking about are things that we can receive right here, right now on earth. If you walk the difficult road, you will receive the reward of being comforted. You will inherit the earth. You will be satisfied. You will be shown mercy. You will see God and you will be called children of God. Those things are all rewards that you can receive right now here on earth. You don't have to wait until heaven to receive those rewards if you walk the difficult road. But walking the difficult road and receiving those rewards does not come without a cost. Walking that road means that you will mourn. You will need to be humble. You will need to hunger and thirst for justice. You will need to be merciful. You will need to have a pure heart and you will need to work for peace. There is a big cost. There is a big price to pay to walk the difficult road of faith and of living a godly life. But the people in this category are willing to pay that price because they know their reward. And that brings us to the final category of people. These people are trying their best to walk down the difficult road, but they are feeling beat up by the path. They know what their reward is, but they are currently experiencing more of the hardships and the struggle than they feel like they can handle. And I want to end today talking about this category of people. Because I think that as believers, it can be common for us to feel this way. I know that I have felt that way before. I've experienced being mocked for my faith or being made fun of for the things that I believe. I've also experienced the struggle of wanting to give in to my own desires, even when I know that God is calling me to do something different. He's calling me to choose to do the right thing. And it can feel like a real battle sometimes. 
And let's be honest, we know that sometimes it feels like we are losing that battle. It can feel like we are being attacked on every side. And if we get knocked down, we, won't, we feel like we won't be able to get back up again. We each know the circumstances in our lives that make us feel that way. And there are even believers in other parts of the world who are literally killed for their faith. I cannot imagine that kind of persecution, what that would feel like to be faced with that. They're faced with beatings and prison and even death because they choose to walk down the narrow road and to follow after Jesus. There are countless men and women throughout history who have faced that kind of persecution. But one that really stands out in my mind is a woman named Corrie Ten Boom. She lived in the Netherlands in the time of World War II. And she was a Christian who began to open her home and hide Jews so that they could escape from the Nazis. And much later, they actually discovered that because Corey opened up her home and hid Jews, she ended up saving the life of probably around 800 Jews during that time because she sacrificed to allow people to come into her home because she believed that every person deserved to live and to get to know Jesus. However, eventually, Corey and her family were discovered and they were arrested. Corey's father ended up dying in prison. And Corey and her sister were sent to a very difficult concentration camp. And when they were living in that concentration camp, they faced such extreme, harsh conditions. They faced starvation, many different illnesses. They were beaten. However, Corey and her sister had such strong faith in Jesus that they even began to bring prisoners around them and they would lead other prisoners in worship and they would lead other prisoners in reading the Bible together. And because of the faithfulness of Corey and her sister, even in these terrible circumstances, in these terrible conditions, because of their faith, many of the prisoners began to believe in Jesus. Unfortunately, Corey's sister ended up dying in the prison or in the concentration camp. And Corey was actually released just a few days later. And Corey decided that she was going to spend the rest of her life telling people about Jesus and the hope that they have, that she has in Jesus. She actually traveled to different parts of the world. She went to Africa. She was in the United States. She went all over the place telling everybody about the hope that she has in Jesus, even though her life was so, so difficult and she had to walk that really difficult, narrow path. One quote that Corey said was, when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and you trust the engineer. 
this woman experienced a darker life than most of us could ever even imagine. And yet she knew the truth of what it meant to walk the narrow, difficult road. She knew that no matter how hard or how scary life would get, she could sit still and she could trust God. She could trust that he is in control and that God is our great reward. So I wanna end today by asking you, which road are you going to choose to walk? Which category of people are you going to be associated with? Are you going to choose to walk the broad, easy path that will lead you to hell because it might be easier in the moment? Or are you going to choose the more difficult path that will lead you to heaven? And if you do choose to walk that difficult path and things get hard, are you going to give up or are you going to choose to continue to do the right thing and to trust in God? Are you going to keep your eye on the great reward that we have in heaven? Or are you gonna give in to the temptation of the fleeting pleasures here on earth? You get to decide. It is your choice which road you're gonna walk down. But this is my prayer for you. And it comes out of 2 Thessalonians. So we keep praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Then the name of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live and you will be honored along with him. This is all made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. Because of God's grace, you can have the power to choose to do the right thing, to choose to walk down the narrow, difficult road, to choose to do all that God calls you to do. And in doing this, you will glorify God and you will be honored as well. So don't give up. When the road gets hard, when it seems like it's gonna be too much for you to handle, it's too difficult, don't give up. Because of the mercy and the grace of God, you can continue to walk in his strength and in his power. So I'd love to pray for you today. Lord Jesus, we know that we are all faced with a decision of which road we are going to walk. And right now, Lord Jesus, I pray for all of those who might be in those categories of people who are choosing to walk down the broad highway that leads to hell. And I pray, Lord God, that you will allow them to know what you are calling them to do, Jesus. Just as your verse, the verse that we read says that you are patient with us, that we would repent. Lord Jesus, I pray 
that people that find themselves right now in those categories, that they would turn to you and make the decision that they are not going to walk down this highway that's going to lead them to hell, but that they would turn toward you and begin to make those difficult steps toward you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace and for your mercy for each of us that when we were walking down that path, that you were patient and you called us to you. So we thank you, God, that that is even true today for those who are walking on that wide, easy road. Thank you, Jesus, that you are there to greet us with wide open arms when we turn to you. And I also wanna pray for those who find themselves in that fourth category that we were talking about. People who are walking that difficult road, but they feel like it is too much for them to handle. If anybody here is listening to my voice and they feel that way, Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord God, that you would strengthen them with your Holy Spirit, that they would know the right choice to make and that they would choose to do the right thing. That they would keep their eye on the reward that is in heaven, that great reward. And that they would not give up even when things get really difficult, that they would be able to lift themselves up and that they would be able to follow after you all the days of their life in each decision that they make, that they would choose to follow after you even on that narrow road. And for those people, Lord Jesus, that find themselves in the category that they're in that third category where they are choosing to walk that difficult road, I pray that you would even allow them, Jesus, to be an encouragement to the people around them, that they would be able to strengthen their brothers and sisters in Christ, to walk hand in hand with them and strengthen them when they feel like it might be too much for them to handle on their own. Allow each of us to surround one another and to love one another and to support one another when things get hard. Help us, Lord Jesus to walk down the road that's going to lead us to you and to an eternity in heaven. Even when it's difficult, Jesus, we still choose you. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, you are loved. There are people who would love to pray with you. If you're online, you can comment and there will be people, some of our pastoral team who will reach out to you. You can even go online uh, to sm4.org and contact us in our contact page and let us know if there's prayer requests that you might have and ways that we can be praying for you as you are choosing to walk down a narrow, difficult road toward Jesus. Church, you are so loved. We can't wait to see you next week.